What you're about to listen to is the old version of this show under the title Dungeon Driver. I recorded it in my car, so the audio quality isn't the best. You can start here with these mostly rough episodes, or you can skip ahead to after the first adventure series where difficulty class really starts. Either way, enjoy! What's up and welcome to episode 19 of Dungeon Driver. I'm your host Trevor Bettis and this is a show where I drive to or from work and talk about Dungeons and Dragons using either a topic I bring or a question topic or suggestion written in by listeners like you. Um, Quick car wash this morning. Um, You probably know I have a theme song. Hey! Yay! It sounds cool and it's not that weird guitar. Yay! Um, Yeah, so like I said last... uh, um, the other show, uh, I came up with like four, I five notes, I don't know, and I sent over to Jay from uh, We Are Not Game Devs, and he made these amazing uh, uh, intros and outros, so you're going to hear a slightly different one at the end, and I'm so freaking happy, and thank you, Jay, so much, you're the best, uh, and I uh, uh, can't wait for him to be back on this show and for me to be on his show again. Uh, let's see. Oh, next week, uh, I'm going to be doing a new type of show for, for Dungeon Driver. Uh, I'm going to start doing some reviews. Uh, and next week is going to be my first review and I'm going to do Tomb of Annihilation. Uh, the way that this is going to work is I'm going to record the first half of the episode on my way to work. I'm not going to immediately post it, um, and then record the second half on my way back. And then post it as one large, uh, probably like 20, 30 minute episode. The first half is going to be spoiler free. Uh, the second half is going to be full spoilers. Um, and uh, one of the reasons why I'm announcing this now is because I would love it uh, if uh, people uh, wrote in with questions specifically about Tomb of Annihilation. If you're running it or if you've been thinking about running it, uh, just anything that... Uh, you, you you have a question about, uh, it can even be like all the way down to one of the encounters. Uh, it can be a uh, question about how the story fits together, anything you want. Uh, so yeah, send me those uh, on Twitter at Dungeon Driver, or you can uh, send them at the email DungeonDriverPodcast at gmail.com. But let's get into the topic. And today's, uh, t- both of today's topics are going to be from Steven Dutzman. Uh, an awesome guy who yesterday talked with me, uh, gave me a pep talk on podcasting, and uh, he's so freaking awesome. I know I've said that before, but we, we don't deserve Stephen Dutzman, and, uh, but we got him, and he's awesome. Go listen to his podcast, Engage, a, fam- a Family Gaming Podcast. Uh, his topic today is uh, must-have items for every DM's toolkit. So... Yeah, you know, the, the, I, I got to phrase this right because it sounds contradictory to something I said before. I'm going, I'm going to tell you, you good items to have, but remember, I said in previous podcasts, you don't really need anything to be a DM. You you can use free stuff online and all that stuff and run a game completely fine. The, the, I would say the number, the only two things you absolutely need is a pen and paper. Oh, okay, three dice. Dice is good. You have those three things, you can run a game. But here are some good things 
that you should totally have. Uh, well, totally have if you're able to. These are good ones to, to, to do. Uh, so obviously the core rule books, the uh, player's handbook, the uh, monster manual, and the dungeon master's guide. Uh, player's handbook, obviously, so that you know the rules uh, for how players work. You don't remember, you don't need to memorize all of them, but you can at least uh, know of them or have an easy way to get to them. Monster manual, self-explanatory, monsters. Uh, Dungeon Master's Guide is really great if you ever want to use magic items or artifacts or uh, learn some other techniques for running games. I've told several people that, unfortunately, Dungeon Master's Guide doesn't really sit you down and be like, all right, here's how you how you Dungeon Master, uh, but it does give you a... It, it, it does give you a lot of good toolkits to, to use while running it. Uh, another Other suggestions uh, are Vola's Guide to Monsters. Uh, again, monsters. But also it goes into a little more depth about certain kinds of monsters, like the Yuan-Ti and, and Kobolds and how their uh, hideouts and stuff are set up. And it's a really good... It gives you a lot of good information on them and how to set up a... Um, what am I trying to say here? How to set up an, a, a, an encounter with them. And then Mordekainen's Tome of Foes. Again, it's another monster manual, but like Volo's Guide gives you a lot of good information on planar creatures. So things that come from things that aren't Faerun and ways that you can do adventures uh, that go into the multiverse. Uh, it was a lot of help for me in Strahd because I had my players go actually go to the realm of the Raven Queen. And if that just sounds like gibberish to you, I'm sorry, but you'll 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 pick it up. Don't worry. Um those books are probably the ones that I recommend the most. You don't need Vol or uh, not Vol you don't need Xanathar's guide. Um but or or even Sword Coast Legends, those are mostly uh, th those are mainly player books. You don't really need to worry about them as a GM. Uh, if you want to pick them up to supply them for your group, totally fine. I do that. It, it, it's if you, I have a thing where I just I like buying books because I'm I'm like that. <laughs> I have a problem. Um, uh, but it's th those are really the main ones that you need to look at. Now, if you're going to start getting into campaigns, there's a lot of them that you can go with and. That's why I'm going to do my review episodes on campaign books. And I'll probably do them on the supplement books and stuff like that, too. Uh, but those are the ones that you should mainly look at. But I'm going to I'm going to segue here into a into a, a related topic. And that is D&D &D Beyond. Now, if you don't know what D&D &D Beyond is, I highly suggest you go check it out. Um, it is a, it, they, they aren't Wizards of the Coast. They are a company called Curse. Uh, they have a uh, deal with Wizards of the Coast. They do digital versions of pretty much all the books. And actually, no, it's not even pretty much. It is all the books. Even some you can't get non-digitally. And the really cool thing about this is you can have your books at the within a few taps of your finger on your phone. Um, and they're formatted in a way that makes them easily searchable and they're hyperlinked and they're really good. They're not just PDFs. Now, if you're running a game on Skype or FaceTime or anything like that, I 
highly recommend looking into D&D Beyond, especially their subscription system, uh, which at the DM level. What this does is you can share all of your books with your party if you subscribe at the DM level. So you can buy all these books. You buy the, the player's handbook and all that stuff, and your players have access to it. Uh, if you get the DM's uh, guide, all the, you, you can just hand out magic items whenever by, just by telling them, go add that to your character. And they can just search it and add it in there. It's super useful and super handy. And even outside of running it online, um, the I highly recommend getting the monster manual, even if you don't run games online, because you like you can uh, in two taps you're searching, and then you're then one more tap you have the monster. It's that quick. It. it it's been invaluable to me recently of how many times I've just been able to look up a quick creature and then switch back and forth between them. And so I look into that, give it an option, but obviously there is the, there is what I said earlier, the need to buy books. That's something you're going to have to weigh for yourself. Um, I can't wholeheartedly recommend only going with D and D beyond. Um, in fact, the only book that I own that is only on D&D Beyond is uh, Dungeon of the Mad Mage, and I kind of regret that. But I'm going to fix it, obviously. I'm going to buy it, and I'm sure that I'm going to enjoy having it digitally and the book. But I think buying the book first and then deciding if you're going to get the digital version of it is probably a better way to go, which is odd because the book is the more expensive option, but... That's just how I'm doing things right now. I'm weird. I know. But definitely look into D&D Beyond. I think it's a really good thing to have in, the, in your toolkit that will help you and your players. Okay. I'm going to now, you know, that, that's, that's good stuff to have. That's things that, you, you know, you, you could arguably need. I'm going to talk about some things that you 100% don't need, but they're just fun to have. Uh, let's see. If you're running... Uh, written campaigns, Gale Force 9 makes DM screens for every campaign. Are all of them good? No. Are the newer ones really cool? Yeah. Yeah, they are. I have purchased the Tomb of Annihilation, Curse of Strahd, and uh, Dungeon of the Mad Mage uh, DM screens. I love them. They're great. The thing is, though, is that even if you're not going to use them, like for their information... They're really cool to have on the table because it it sets the tone of what's going on, and it also like <clears throat> so many times my I caught my players just like looking at the at the screen just like oh, when are we gonna do that? That's cool. So it kind of kind of shows them possible things that might happen because you're the DM, you can do whatever the hell you want, uh, and yeah, you know, like in Tomb of Annihilation, they're like, oh, that's the bad guy. I'm like, mm, okay, mm, you know, maybe. Um, so getting those DM screens are really fun. Another thing you totally don't need that, but it's uh, fun to do is I usually, when I start a new campaign, get a new dice set. It's just what I do. I, I also have a problem with dice. It, it, uh, I used to take a bunch of dice to the table. You don't really need to do that, especially as a DM, because if your dice suck, it's for everyone's betterment. You can go listen to yesterday's episode about that. 
Uh, so I only have one dice set with me, but I usually get a dice set that is themed to the campaign and it's something that just makes it go, oh, that's cool. Um, other things you totally don't need but are fun, minifigures. If, you, if you're running a game in person, uh, you totally don't need minifigures, uh, but they're, they're fun. And if you like painting, they're even more fun. I've bought, <laughs> I've bought some minifigures now for uh, uh, Waterdeep that uh, I shouldn't have because we're playing online. I'm not going to use those, but I have them. They look cool. I'm going to paint them. It's going to be fun. Uh, let's see. What other things are there that you totally don't need? Uh, oh, any kind of like, uh, there, there's a, sometimes they really, uh, Wizards of the Coast release like things from the games, like the Taroka deck from, uh, from uh, Curse of Strahd. You don't need the Taroka deck. They tell you how to do that stuff, but it was fun to use during the game. And I'm probably only ever going to have used it once, but it was really neat. And they got to look at the cards like, oh, that's cool. And, uh, and it was a lot easier for me to find in the book which card was what. Uh, so little little handout things like that. You don't need them, but they're fun. That's, uh, that's, the, that's the theme of the segment. Uh, I can't... I think that I, that's all I can think of right now. Plus, I just got to work. Uh, but, you know, if, if you want to get more... Like there, there's times where you, you want to get a little more into the campaign, uh, stuff like that. You, you can totally do that. No one's going to really judge you except maybe my wife. No, she doesn't judge me. Maybe a little bit. I love you. Um, but, uh, you, uh, just find little things like that that can, you know, get you in the game, like a little dice set or something like that. Okay. Like I said, I am at work. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, um, subscribe to this podcast, tell others to subscribe if you wouldn't mind, which would be really cool. You're awesome. Your friends are cool. They should listen. Uh, follow me on Instagram at dungeon driver or, or no, follow me on Twitter at dungeon driver. Follow me on Instagram at dungeon driver podcast. And, uh, please write in with, uh, with topics, questions, or suggestions. Uh, you can do that on Twitter or you can do that with the email dungeon driver podcast at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, so until later today, I still don't have a sign-off.